Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. My next guest today is a social media guy. He spent a long time in paid social media. And uh, today he manages the paid media at Nuance Media, which is a full service Amazon agency. And in fact, uh, I've had their CEO a while ago on the show. And he's the one that I... I found it extremely valuable that he was giving some numbers about what kind of pictures would increase the conversion rate by how much. So that was extremely valuable. So, and they were kind enough uh, to come back to the show. And this time we're going to talk about something very important that everybody wants to, to learn. And uh, so when he is not working, he likes cooking. And uh, he loves especially Italian, Nepalese, and Indian food. So with that, everybody, meet my guest, Ankit Gimir. Welcome to the show, Ankit. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, so today, when you and I met, we were trying to figure out what can we talk about that people would uh, take advantage of and then go use it right away. And uh, finally, we came up with the perfect subject that everybody wants to listen to. So it's about finding opportunities that will increase rank and sales while reducing wasted ad spend, which is everybody's dream, right? So get the increase the takeoffs, reduce the uh, ad spend with a higher return. And at the same time, uh, rank high on keywords. So with that, let's uh, jump right in. So tell us, how do you do that? So most importantly, the data that Amazon provides is search query performance report and search term uh, report, right? So search term report, you get all of your PPC data where you are served with your ads, where you serve out based on where you're targeting, the auto campaigns, the broad match, all that kind. Now, before Amazon released the search query performance, that was the only report you had. You had no idea where your um, you know, organic placements are, which is now uh, Amazon provides that data using search query performance. So now we're gonna talk about how do we utilize it to find where are we ranking and uh, where are we displaying our ads from the sponsored side? Where are we displaying our products organically, utilize our organic rank and how do we find opportunities to you know target new keywords through ppc rank on more keywords uh so that we can increase our organic sales gradually and a secret sauce that nobody talks about how to reduce our ad spend while also scaling okay so there's a few reports that you are combining so first of all you are getting the search query performance report Yes. And then you are combining it with the advertising report, right? Yeah, that's so correct. Which, which advertising report do you combine oh, it with? I usually use sponsored product search term report 
because 80% of all U.S. sellers advertising budget goes to unsponsored products. And that has a lot more valuable data uh, in terms of advertising reports. Okay. So there are several reports under sponsored products. So one of them is called uh, search terms. And then there is also search term impression share report, right? Which one do you work with? I usually work with search term report itself. The search term impression report serves a different purpose, which is probably a whole different topic to talk about. So for this, you can use search term report, or you can just go into your bulk operations, and now you can download search term reports directly with your bulk file along with your campaigns. So you can do it either way. I like to do it on the bulk operations side where you can get last 60 days of data at once. Okay. So you combine those, and when you say you combine, what you are looking at is the common denominator between those two reports is the search term itself, right? Yes. So on that, on each search term that you have in search query performance, you are pulling the advertising uh, search terms report for that same keyword, and then you're looking at the data. Uh, we'll get into what specifically are you looking at, what fields, what data points are you looking at. But uh, the other thing that I heard you mention is the uh, organic rank for that keyword. So where do you get the organic rank for for that search term? I prefer to use Helium 10. Now there are a lot of softwares like Jungle Scout, Amazon Guru. There's a whole different platforms that can provide you with organic rank. My recommendation always stick to one because if you start merging multiple pro, you know, softwares data, it's not going to be accurate. Now, the organic rank changes every hour, depending on how, when you run out of budget, when you are actively in budget, a lot of different varieties, right? So don't get stressed out on having organic rank or checking that every few hours, every single day, you want to look at average. Now, within that, uh, what I do is I track it multiple ways. I track it using Helium 10 keyword tracker. I also do it manually. So I have a list of keywords on my sheet per product or per product family where I have my priority keywords. These are the keywords I want to rank for. These are the keywords I advertise very heavily for. And then while I also have automated keyword tracking in place, I also like to do it manually because I'm more aware of where my organic rank is. Now, if your organic rank is falling, don't stress out too much because your competitors are also trying to rank while you are. So it's a game who is more stable and who consistently grows long-term. So you'll have a graph where it's up and down, but then you wanna see an upward trend in a long goal. Yeah. Okay, so what I always say is if you are fetching the organic rank and, you know, as you put it, it changes all the time. Yep. So when you fetch that, is important. So what I always say is make sure that you get that at the same time. If you're doing it daily, make sure that it's a, don't pick it up in the morning one day and then in the evening another day. It's going to be different. So always stick to the same schedule and make sure it's the same. So far, you mentioned three different 
sources. One is the search query performance, and then you have the uh, search terms report advertising for sponsored products and organic rank. Now, the driver in this is the search query performance for the time frame that you are analyzing. Because search query performance comes out weekly and monthly. And you cannot, it's not like weekly, okay, I'll have week from Tuesday to uh, next Wednesday. No, it's calendar week. They give you calendar week by calendar week. So if you are doing the analysis, make sure that the search terms report that you will run on, on your ad console is for the exact same time frame. And then uh, your uh, organic rank, I guess it's at the end of that week period, right? The, fetching it daily. You can fetch it daily if you want. So you can see how it uh, uh, performed. But ultimately, the shortest uh, time frame you're looking at is going to be one week, right? Yeah, I look at various time frames, but it is true. You, If you are merging data together from search and report and search query performance report, but this is going to come in later when you have want to track per keyword. So if you have a list of keywords that you really want to track, what is your percentage share? What is your click share? What is your you know brand share and all of those? So having that specific time frame is very crucial. And I really want to talk about is finding opportunity where the time frame doesn't really matter because they're trying to find a unique keyword. Right. Yeah. So because you're trying to find a unique keyword with search and query performance, you can go back, you know, in quarters, years, but in search and report, you can go six days. Now, the ideal situation that we do is we have softwares integrated with our customers' accounts. So we can go back as many, you know, since we integrated our clients' account. But with, if you don't have a software that stores that data, the best you can do is 60 days. Right. Yeah. And are you looking at the brand view or ASIN view? So if there is different multiple brands within an account and within each brand, there's different products for, let's say you have a hand soap, you have you know, a body lotion. In that case, I would do it per ASIN. But if your products are all very similar, for example, if you are selling just cremation urns and you have 20 different colors, it doesn't matter if you want to look at per ASIN in terms of finding keywords, right? If you are tracking per keyword performance, then it really matters per ASINs. But while we are talking about finding opportunity, if your product is same throughout your catalog, it advertises and ranks and gets sales on similar keywords, you're trying to find a new keyword, you can do it on brand level. So it depends on catalog, depends on each brand, depends on the strategy. Okay, if your products are similar products you can stick to brand view uh, yes. but if they are different uh, you have a larger catalog or completely uh, disparate type items yep. then you can do ASIN view. ASIN. okay yep. so that's this organic rank combined with the search query performance and advertising and the third one is about you mentioned the broad campaigns right so there's something about broad campaigns when you and I discussed you mentioned a, a, a trick. So uh, those of you listening, you you cannot miss this because uh, Ankit is going to share a, a neat little trick that he applies when he's setting up the broad campaign. So tell us how setting up broad campaigns factor into this. So broad campaign 
itself is super broad. Now, if you let Amazon take the wheel on your spend, it's going to spend. How do you control Amazon from spending on irrelevant terms or making sure if you have a keyword that's, let's say, three phrases or three words, right? For example, if we do pizza oven outdoors, right? If you just advertise that regularly as a broad, it's going to go serve, you know, pizza plates, pizza table, outdoor ovens or outdoor toys. Amazon will take control and spend your money on all the irrelevant terms. And then you're going to be like, what the heck? Hey, am I not getting sales? If I'm getting sales, why is my A cost so high? Where is my budget going, right? So the trick here is utilize the plus sign. So if same keyword, pizza oven outdoor, you want to put plus pizza space plus outdoor plus oven, right? So this forces Amazon's algorithm to make sure if it's going broad to have these three keywords in there. Now it's very similar to phrase batch, yes. Now this trick comes in where you don't have much uh, you know, limited budget. So instead of running a phrase match, instead of running a broad match, you can run one broad match modifier. That's what we call it. So two campaigns merged into one while also forcing Amazon to go broad. But then you have the control on where your spend is going towards, right? Now this helps you find longer tail keywords if you're using two or more words together you'll find longer tail keywords. We, we usually see that the suggested bids drop. That helps us to control our CPC. Someone told me that Amazon found out about this trick and then they started treating their algorithm to take the plus and treat it like a uh, space. So the suggested bid and the CPC might not be true in the future, but the fact that you can control where Amazon will spend your budget, where it places your ads, you can still control that. And that is the best and the neatest trick that this broad modifier offers. Go broad, but control what keywords you go broad on. And uh, either space or plus in front of the keyword, right? Space and a plus. So plus pizza, space, plus oven, space, plus outdoor, right? That will force. So it will be, if I search pizza, oven, outdoor, for California, right? I would be placed on that. But if I don't have outdoor in it, if it's just pizza oven for indoor, then it's not going to show up. So you save a lot of money, a lot of budgets by forcing Amazon to stick with your phrases. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Ankit, I have a prioritization methodology. So I, I use that myself and also in, in my company and I train everybody. So how do you prioritize things? And I always go by three things and you do them exactly in this order. So, and this, this applies to your work. And in, in this case, your spend, your uh, increasing sales, promotion, whatever. So the first thing that you go after is you stop the bleeding, wherever you're bleeding. That's the first thing you do because anything that you can save instead of wasting, that's going straight to the bottom line, right? So it's the easiest way. Instead of going, trying to make a new sale, stop the bleeding. That's the first. Yes. Second is, I call it follow the money. That means making a sale, generating new sales. So it's basically adding to the top line. That's next. And the third one is do it better. That's where you are improving performance. So you are already, you're not wasting. There's no bleeding. 
and you you've got campaigns running and optimizing them that's the third bucket of yeah. tasks so uh, so you are mentioning it exactly in that same order uh, coincidentally yeah. so you know you want to stop the waste and this is in your broad campaigns the easiest way to stop okay so let's now dive into the the whole work that that you conduct on combining the search query performance and the advertising report. So um, just to recap, you are printing the search query performance or you're downloading for a month. Do you do it for a month or you do it weekly? How often do you do it? So when we are trying to find opportunity keywords, what I usually do is depending on how much data we have, when I'm taking up a new client, the first thing I do download the last 60 days of search and report. And then depending on what month we are in, I would do quarterly reports for a year, for a year and a half. I won't go more than 18 months, but if there are certain peak seasons, you want to make sure that you capture that peak season search and report. And then you, if you are in a mid quarter, you want to capture last um, month as well. So you might not be able to do that in a quarterly report. So you have to also download the monthly report. And then if you are in a later stage of a month, you have three weeks uh, past, you want to download those three weekly reports as well. Now, it's a lot of reports, but we are trying to find opportunity and it's not easy to find opportunity, right? So once you have all of that data, combine all search query performance reports into one sheet. Just add them and stack them in the bottom. Don't clean it at, at this point, we are gonna clean it, right? So stack them all together in another sheet in the same file, put your 60 days of session report. Now here gets the fun part. You use formulas to combine this data. And then I have steps by steps of how we can do each. And there's four different ways that I personally do um, the data cleaning and finding opportunities Now there's thousands of ways that you can utilize search query performance to find thousands of different you know, opportunities. Uh, but what I do is the main four that you can test. So first, the top 10 to 15 search query scores. Amazon provides you with query scores that Amazon thinks you should advertise on that is the best keywords for you. So that is the simplest, easiest part, but then it's Amazon algorithm telling you you know much better than the algorithms itself. So we have to clean it, right? Figure out what is the best for us. And you might already be advertising on it. You might already be ranking for it. So it might not be an opportunity keyword. And then you have to find out, uh, like you mentioned earlier, merging search query performance and search and reports together. So you wanna find overlapping. So what this does is separate out what you're already targeting in your PPC, what you're already targeting in a PPC as a query in a broad match phrase and auto match right? So these are your search term reports that brings you that keywords where you're serving your ads on. Third would be impression share versus click share. So you wanna see based on your impression share versus your click share, is your click share higher on a keyword? That means there's more interest from your audience on a product despite having less impressions, right? So it's just a percentage gain. And then the last thing we will talk about is using past purchases queries in the search term query. That is why going back 18 months is helpful because you might convert on a keyword 
last year, which you're not probably converting this year because maybe you negated some keyword. Maybe that keyword got more competitive. Maybe it dropped in volume. Maybe it increased in volume. So everybody's catching a whole lot of things. But if you got a purchase, then it might be relevant, right? Okay, so there's quite a bit here. So I want to unpack the the whole yes. process. So first of all, you are downloading the search query performance report on quarterly basis and uh, for the past year and a half, you said, I think, right? Yes, if you have a year and a half of data, yes. Yeah, uh, year and a half. And also, so this means that you're going to have uh, six quarterly reports, right? Yes. Okay. And also you fetch the last three weeks. Depending on what week you are currently in, it will be one week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months. So, and then you're going to take all this and you're going to stack them up. Yes. Of course, the same keyword is going to appear in all of them. So what do you do? You remove the duplicates or what? Yes. So that's where pivot table is super helpful. So we're using the pivot table. You're going to clean that data. Now there's multiple steps of cleaning the data. So you're going to use the pivot table to find the search query, then sum up all the orders. You're going to sum up the query scores. You're going to sum up the search volumes. You're going to start, uh, average out your impression share, click share. You're going to sum your purchase um, numbers. That way it will give you single query because if you do not clean that up using a pivot table, you'll have multiple keywords and then it'll be like, oh, shit, what, what did I do? Because I have same keyword, different numbers of purchases, different purchase share, impression share, and all of those numbers. If you have overlapping time frames with that, those last weekly reports. So the data should not be overlapping when you, okay. Then you can sum up the yeah. purchases. Okay. Yeah. But the score, I just heard you mention also score you sum up. Do you sum up the score or do you take an average of it? So when we are finding opportunity, the score after the first easy steps, it doesn't really matter. So if you are looking at quarterly reports and then you look at top 10 to 15 search QB scores. That's the simplest way to find opportunity, right? So you take the top 15, remove your branded advertising, whatever you're not targeting. But when you go into more detail of merging the data together and then taking impression share and click share, the score doesn't really come into play because now you have a longer you know, window yeah. of the data. So score is just a factor to find just a you know a number to look at, but it's not super relevant when you're looking at a long term because now your search term report is only six days, but your search query performance is for eighteen months. Okay, right. as you know, search query performance has so many columns. So what you are interested in is the search term, of course, the score, impression share, click through, uh, click share. No. So uh, I'll start from the very left search query. Search query score, just for a reference. Search volume, so you are gonna sum up all the search volume for 18 months. Impression brand share, so what is your brand share of impressions throughout that keyword? So whatever the search volume is, how much percentage did you take? Click share for your brand, so click brand share, right? And then the last one is purchases. 
So not the share, not anything, just purchases. So you can see units of sales you got on that keyword. Hmm. Okay. All right. So now you've got the simplified version of the consolidated report. Okay. So what happens next to find the opportunities? Okay. So there's multiple steps. Let's talk about overlapping keywords where we merge search terms report and search query performance, right? So once you have all of them in one sheet, you're going to first clean and organize your data, right? That's where pivot table comes into play. So you do the pivot table for session report in one separate um, sheet. You do the pivot table for the search query performance in a separate sheet. Using that from the search term report that you download from the ad console, you take search query or the customer query in that sense, and you take orders, just orders. Now there are multiple KPIs. If you want to dig deep into, hey, I only want to target high click-throughs or high ACoS, go for it. But I don't do that because I can control my ACoS, I can control my CPC. If you're an expert, you know, take that keyword bid low, bid high, depending on what your goal is, you can control that. We are only finding opportunities. So those KPIs don't really come into play right now. With that pivot table for search term report, we take query and orders and you, you know, ignore anything with zero orders because that did not convert for you. In the separate sheet, you have your search query performance where you pull your search queries, your um, score, your search volume, impression share, click share, uh, and the purchase orders. Put them in one separate sheet. Now in a new sheet, this is where the AI comes in. Right? We don't have to be an expert on formulas or Excel sheets or anything. So you're gonna tell the AI, like a five-year-old baby, if you're not an expert on formulas, hey, I have some data, on column A of this sheet, and have the data on column A of another sheet. And in the third sheet, I need overlapping data, or you can say duplicate data, right? Depending on how you phrase it. I want the duplicate data from each of those columns to be pulled and harvested into a new sheet. Now, if the formula works uh, correctly, if not, then try it again. But this will provide you with the overlapping keywords. So these keywords are the ones that Amazon recommends where you're ranking organically, where you made a sale. And also that is what you're already targeting through your exact phrase broad on campaign. So these are the keywords that you're already advertising right. Now there's multiple ways you can process this data. If you identify a keyword that you know, hey, I'm already on top of this keyword, I'm ranking high, I'm bidding high, fine. You can delete that because you it's already on your campaigns. If there are some keywords that overlaps and you are not targeting it actively, there might be an opportunity. So you can do exact phrase or a broad modifier, depending on the budget you have. If you don't have a lot of budget, I would recommend broad modifier to start with because it acts as a phrase, it acts as a broad, and it will also find the exact keywords, right? If you have a ton of budgets to test with, do all three negate the exact in phrase and uh, broad modifier campaigns, then you separate them out. And then now this does not guarantee that you're gonna make a sale. This does not guarantee that you're gonna rank, but this is something you wanna test. And this is where a lot of PPC experts, their full-time job is test, optimize, test and optimize, right? So that's one way. The next thing is now you don't need your search and report. 
Now all the game is the remaining keywords that does not overlap with your search term reports. So this is all of your organic placements that uh, Amazon is displaying your products on, right? Now there's two different ways we can do it. Past purchases, right? So all the 18 months for the keywords that you're not targeting in PPC, that does not show up in search and report, but you made a sale. That means there might be an opportunity there, right? Because you made a sale regardless that you're not advertising on it, you're not spending on it. So, and a lot of times we find very low search volume keywords, but there are some unique situations where it's a high volume. Uh, when you combine, you know, past six months or 18 months, whatever data range you pull. And also very unique keywords that you might not have thought about. For one client, what we found out, they were in a Tumblr category, very competitive, but then they were converting a lot on gifts for women. A very funny keyword that has 3,000 searches every month, gifts for a woman who wants nothing. It was a keyword that we found, and it came out of that filtered search query performance where we're not advertising. We had no idea that this could work. But when we checked the search on the search volume, it was 3,000 last 30 days, so it fluctuated. Now, moving to the holiday season, it has a lot of upside, especially if you have a product that's giftable, right? And this happens to everybody, right? Everybody's wife, like, I don't want nothing. People go search that exact term on Amazon. If you're not advertising on it, you're missing out on 3,000 plus search volume. Mm -hmm. And we also found a keyword, uh, gifts for women, who have everything, gifts for a woman who has everything, gifts for men who have everything. So there's a lot of variations to it. That is also something we found as an opportunity by pulling the queries and separating them out from search and report. These were that one that we, you know, somehow got a sale organically. Now we started advertising on them more heavily, moving into holiday season. It's gonna ramp up so fast, but it's super competitive. Uh, you do not want to advertise all of your products. Just make sure that you know what you're doing because it's an expensive keyword where everybody's advertising on. So these are the kind of examples where you can find unique keywords that you might not have thought about. I have a question for my listeners. Are you experiencing cash flow challenges with your Amazon business? Well, silly question. Who is not, right? So let me introduce you to Viably a unique solution tailored for Amazon sellers and e-commerce enterprises. By connecting your Seller Central or Shopify account, you can promptly access funding along with a variety of financial tools, all for a flat fee. It's as simple as that. And for my listeners, they are offering an extra $1,500 in funding for eligible applications. Start your quick and easy application today at runviably.com forward slash legends. And that's runviably.com forward slash legends. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, dissect that uh, a little more. So first of all, you now have on one side, you have your search query performance consolidated. Where you have search term, uh, search volume, number of purchases, your click share, brand impression, all that. And, and then on the other side, you have your advertising report, your search term report. And you just check to see 
which one of those search query performance report search terms also exist in the advertising report. Yep. So the your main source, your ocean, so to speak, your ocean is the search query performance because that gives you everything. And yep. then what you are doing is which one of these search terms that are bringing me business, I am also advertising. Yep. But you are only checking against those that have purchases. If they are, if the search terms are on the advertising report, but there are no purchases, you simply check them. They don't enter into your consideration, right? Yeah. So, uh, so search terms in advertising report with purchases, you match it up to the search query performance. That gives you one direction where yeah. you say, okay, I am advertising these keywords. I'm getting sales when I advertise. Plus, I'm getting sales ordinarily on these based on the search query performance. So therefore, now I am going to change my targeting to exact. Is that the action that comes out of that analysis? No, that gives you a narrow list of what you're already doing. Now, for a lot of brand owners who do not utilize agencies, what I have noticed is they only rely on auto campaign or they only rely on broad and phrase campaign. Very less brand owners utilize all match types. So if a listener here is really interested into diving it, this report gives you what you should be targeting in exact, what you should be also targeting more heavily, you know, test it out. Maybe, uh, you know, you do not want it's a very expensive keyword, so you don't want to bid like $3 or $2. Maybe you want to stick to less than a dollar, right? So it just gives you a list of keywords to check. Are you already targeting this and how are you targeting it? If you are targeting the exact match, perfect. Maybe now then check with your organic rank. And this is where the organic rank comes into play, right? If you are ranking very high, then your strategy is going to be different. Then you want to focus on profitable sales. And if you want to go, I really want to rank on this keyword, you want to increase your ACoS, have a parallel campaign for profitability. But then if you're ranking a very low, but you're getting sales in advertising, you're getting sales organically, that's an opportunity. Hey, I'm ranking very low. If I increase my organic rank on this keyword, there's a bigger chance that I might get additional sales out of it. Mm. So there's different ways to look at it. That's how I look at it. Okay. So so bottom line, your the fact that you match the search term advertising report to search query performance, you the next step is to see how you are targeting those. And if you're not targeting them yeah, with more focus, that's what you need to do. And plus, you want to check the organic rank. Uh, now, how that means that in order to check the organic rank, well, in order to incorporate the organic rank data into this consideration, you have to have the history of it, right? That means you, you are going to start somewhere, get your list of keywords, and start tracking your... Key, keyword rank so that when you're doing this analysis, you can look back and see how your 
rank is yeah. performed. Or this could be the start of that tracking. Okay. So once you have that list of keywords, uh, overlapping keywords, next thing you can do is in the same sheet, uh, you know, go to Helium 10 or Jungle Scout, wherever you pull your organic rank from. And then start searching for the phrases, download it in an Excel sheet, and then put it into another sheet within the same file. Again, use a VLOOKUP formula and then pull that organic rank. Now, not all search terms might be in that uh, sheet. So once you do not get, you can do it manually. So you can start searching on Helium 10 or General Scout, wherever you pull from, you can enter those data manually. So this could be your start if you're already not tracking your organic ranking. Yeah. And that is gonna help you strategize in more in-depth. So maybe you wanna focus on low organic rank and you wanna improve, or maybe you wanna focus on your highly uh, organically ranked and you wanna dominate it. Depending on the budget, depending on the strategy of the brand, this could be a start of what keywords to focus on more heavily. And then you'll have another set of keywords where you could test and see if you can increase sales on them. As you know, Amazon often loses inventory or overcharges fees. With Arti, you can now recover up to 30% of your lost revenue at a monthly flat rate of only $99 with no commission fees for unlimited reimbursements, you can increase your bottom line. Their automated Amazon compliant process ensures hassle-free refunds. Visit www.getarty.com forward slash legends and sign up today to get one month free and discover your recovery potential. All right, so that's one bucket uh, yeah. where the search term exists in both advertising and uh, search okay. terms. And now we are left with those keywords in your ocean of keywords from search query performance that don't have any advertising data yep. or that don't have any advertised and uh, any advertising that have yielded purchases. Yep. Now, uh, what do you do with those? So there's two different things we can do. Once you have those data, you can use those, you know, again, ChatGPT or any AI to give you formulas to harvest in a separate sheet the keywords that do not match with the search, and then you are left with your organic. Right now, the question comes, what do you do with those? Pull all the KPIs, search volume, impression share, click share, has purchases. The most simple one has purchases here. If you have at least one sale, depending on the search volume, it's a very high search volume, then check your organic rank on it again in the same process. And then you can strategize. Now, if it's a very high volume, that means you have a lot of competition in that, which you previously did not discover. Or it could be a keyword that recently got a spike and nobody knows about it, right? So a lot of different situations could happen. But then you, based on your budget, you wanna test it. Test on test those keywords that you really like. Ignore your branded. If it's a keyword that does not align with your brand, uh, doesn't align with your product, you can ignore that. But then if you find those keywords that you got to purchase on, like gift for women who have everything, it's, it doesn't align with all brands, but if it aligns with your product, if it's giftable, then let's start advertising heavily on it, right? Or depending on your budget. So you can start with low bits, high bits, exact phrase, broad modifiers. That way you cover all the bases. And then in a week or two, then you'll get a data on those keywords that you found 
in search query performance. Now you have advertising history. You put some spend behind it. How do you convert? What's your conversion rate? What's your CPC? What's your A cost? All those fun you know, metrics. So that's one way to find and utilize it. The next is impression share versus click share. A very simple formula uh, that you can put after your click share. So you want to put if click share greater than uh, impression share, if you have the formula where you put a comma, true, comma, false, this will tell you easily if your click share is greater than impression share or not. So you don't have to spend hours on it. Let's drag it down. Then you can filter it by true only. So you only want to look at the keywords where your click share is higher than impression share. Now you have a list of keywords. Filter it, analyze it. Now you remove your branded keywords. You remove irrelevant keywords. Now what this data tells you is that you got probably 10 impressions, but out of that 10 impression and the impression share, your click share is higher. You got probably like 0.01% of the impressions of all the impressions, all of the brands got. But the click share that you got is higher than the impression. So maybe you got 0.15% of the click share. That means you're doing something right. The customer is aligning with your product. They're interested in your product based on that keyword search. So this could be your opportunity. It may work, it may not work. Again, take those keywords, test it on the exact phrase broad. What I have found out of all these keywords that I did, based on the same process, 40% of the keywords worked for me. 20% of the keywords did not get any impressions because they were you know, low search volume. Mm -hmm. And then there are the remaining percentage of that spent, got clicks, did not get impression. Then I would pause it, focus on the ones that worked. Right? Again, in a couple of quarters, you do the same thing. That's how you keep on increasing your impressions, increasing our sales. Yeah, cool. So, okay, just um, to go over it, um, you take your list of search terms that don't have any advertised sales, and you are analyzing this time. The first tier is the ones with the highest number of purchases, right? So those ones, it's a no-brainer. You yeah. are getting business, so go target them with with advertising. Exactly. So so that's one uh, phase. The second phase is look at compare the impression share with click share. If yeah. the click share is greater than impression share, those ones are obviously higher value. Then you take those and then go run campaigns and then test to see what's going on. Uh, one thing you mentioned, which frankly makes sense, maybe you can bring this uh, into the, the same filtering where based on the search volume. So you may have, so you may say, I want, I want to look at only those where the search volume is greater than X and the click share is greater than impression share. Give me a list Absolutely. of those. Then you could go after those. Then you know, it's worth it because there is enough volume, right? Absolutely. The one thing I would um, advise is if your click um, search volume is low, check the history of that search volume because it might have just dropped or it might have a seasonality to it, right? That is the super important thing that we all, you know, a lot of people miss. Seasonality affects a lot, right? 
there might be a time when it was very high, it dropped now, or it was really low and it started picking up because somebody's advertising that keyword. How, how, do how do you check the history of a search? Term? Very easy. You search that search term on Helium 10 and right beside the search volume, there's a small graph. If you click on that graph, you can go back 30 days, you can go back 90 days, one year, all time. If it's a very new keyword, you will not have a lot of data, but then you can see some kind of trend. If it's a keyword that has been searched for over a year or at least a year, you can see the yearly trend and you can also find seasonality of that keyword. Yeah, cool. Well, I guess that means you have to have Helium 10 to start with. <laughs> or you can do it in Jungle Scout. I don't work on Jungle Scout, but I'm assuming that Jungle Scout would also provide yeah. similar trend line. Yeah, I'm also yeah. a big Helium 10 guy, so uh, you know, yeah. I, I I like Helium 10. So all the other stuff is not available in Helium 10, but um, yeah, this kind of stuff definitely. Well, that's that's great. So you've got three different buckets. So you've got those that are performing in search query performance and advertising. And those that are only in search query, but with uh, purchases, and those in search query uh, with without purchases, but greater click share than impression share. Yes. Now I'm gonna tell you one more thing. You can actually do one more thing here. <laughs> Take those cart ad rate. Check the cart ad. Those with cart ads go to brand tailored tailored campaigns and then run a run a campaign for them. I actually tested the brand tailored performance. Until now, Amazon has not provided the email marketing aspect for those which they mentioned that it's coming, it's in the works. When you do that add to cart, and I saw a lot of data for a lot of people having add to cart, but no purchase for multiple brands. We ran a promotion, but we do not have a capability right now to tell the client, hey, you're getting a discount. Go purchase, right? Once we get that email marketing feature, it's going to be a game changer because you can target those specific audience, send them an email, letting them know you're getting a special discount. Come back. But Amazon is doing that already. It's a different set, right? From what I have uh, seen on my accounts, using the brand tailored performance under you know abandoned cart. Oh yeah, yeah. But you you're talking about how does the consumer know that there is a coupon? That's what you're referring to with email marketing, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Amazon is already promoting those, not through emails, but in other ways. Like yeah. if you create a campaign to target your you know, uh, abandoned cart, so to speak, those who have the item in their carts, they get a notification and saying that there is now a discount available if you complete your purchase. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yes. Awesome. Yes. So you just create a normal campaign on the keyword? You just create a normal campaign. Ah, okay. I'll try, I'll try that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, all you do is you just create a campaign. You know, if you qualify, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have more than right. a thousand to qualify. So if you, if you just go there and for those listening, go to advertising 
And then on, in, in your, you have to be brand registered, of course. So you have, as right. long as you are on brand registry, go to advertising. The last option is called brand tailored campaigns. When you go to brand tailored campaigns, you're going to see nothing if you haven't done any before. Click create campaign. It's going to give you, I think, nine or ten different options. The one that we're referring to is, um, I forget the exact terminology, but it's abandoned cart. Mm -hmm. So you are going to see a number. And those that have more than a thousand will be available to click. Click on it and then create campaign. When you go to create campaign, you plug in a discount. You plug in the start date and the end date. And now here is the trick. Whatever the discount rate is, you cannot change it. It's you are locked in. You can come back and change the dates if you want. Also, you can assign a budget, how much you want to give away. Uh, you can change the budget. You can change the dates, but you cannot change the, the discount rate. So when you run that campaign, what happens is it's not like you're running a campaign where you have to go click to run it. No. All you do is you create the campaign. That's it. And then Amazon starts notifying people who have your item in their carts that the price has dropped from this to this. Ah, I see. So it's not a advertising console campaign. Oh. I just pulled up uh, one of the campaigns I created, not uh, realizing uh, it's how it sends a notification, not just the email. But I realized that we have 200 redemptions in the last 30 days. So that's great. Yeah. Now, you want to hear a trick? You mm -hmm. don't actually need to run any campaign for anything. Right. Right. All you do is you go to your item price, reduce it two cents, mm -hmm. three cents, whatever. Ah. And automatically, it will show up on the cart yes. page. The price that the, the price of the item you have in your cart has been reduced from this to this. So you don't need to do anything. There is, there is no budget for this. There's no nothing. There's no discount rate, so to speak. But it's another way because, as you know, people add stuff to their cart for all kinds of reasons. They say, okay, I, I, I want to buy this. And then they get distracted. They have something else. And then they forget. It's in the cart. So, Especially during the holidays or Prime yeah, Day where people add exactly. to cart. Discount is an incentive. But let's face it, out of 100% of the, the people who have stuff in their cart, not all 100% need an incentive to complete their purchase. They just need a little nudge. So yeah. it just this, just reduce it three, three cents, four cents, five cents, whatever. It gives them that little nudge. This one, yeah, the price has now dropped. Then they go, oh, you know, I meant to buy this so they can go complete the purchase. That's my trick. I see. Yeah, I've been eagerly waiting for the email marketing feature within the brand tailored performance. So I have probably overlooked it a much, but now that I look at the data and the trick that you just told me, I'm going to touch it out on all of our clients because yeah. it's going to get a lot of sales right now. Here is the danger. So there is another campaign there for brand followers. So those yeah. people who decided to follow you, 
if you run another campaign there, if you create another campaign there, those campaigns are combined. Right. So one of my clients were analyzing the, the sales and I saw a 25% discount. I thought they don't give 25% off. Where did this come from? So we started looking and we drilled down to the individual transaction. Sure enough, the transaction shows uh, blah, blah, promo rebate, 10%. And then blah, blah, promo rebate, 15%. So I thought, this doesn't make sense. So we go look at the, because it's a promotion code. Uh, so we go look at the, the the promo codes, not the coupons, but promo codes. There isn't anything. And then I thought, okay, it has to be brand tailored. So we go, sure enough, they had two campaigns. One was for abandoned cut. The other one was for brand followers. And and each one got, and this smart guy, whoever that was, they figured it out. Yep, agree. So one campaign at a time. Yeah, I mean, you, you can run multiple campaigns. You just need to be careful with the discount codes. Yeah. And then also make sure that you set a budget so that you uh, don't give away the store. Because otherwise, you know, you give 40%, 50% off combined for an unlimited amount of budget, then the next thing is you've got a reseller <laughs> on your on your listing <laughs> selling your own product competing with you on the buy box, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the worst thing. That's the worst nightmare for any sellers right now on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Ankit, this is quite a, an episode. I have to say, uh, we've never been so analytical, but this has been a great help. So um, now my uh, favorite part of the, the recording is always getting to know my guests. So tell us about yourself. So you have a very interesting uh, story because your, uh, your cooking tells your story, <laughs> right? So your interest. So tell us, uh, where did you grow up? When did you realize you were interested in this kind of stuff? Um, so I grew up in Nepal. Um, I came to United States to study. Uh, initially, I came to study hotel management. That's where my cooking, you know, interest started grew. But uh, while I was in Nepal studying hotel management prior to coming to U.S., I had a marketing class. The professor there was so nice, so convincing, so knowledgeable. He actually got me more interested in marketing. So when I came to U.S. and was able to change to marketing, that like change the course that was like instant. Like if it's not holder management, I'm going to marketing. So I graduated in marketing uh, from McNeese State University in Louisiana. And then at that time, social media was really huge. I didn't know much about Amazon pay-per-click, Amazon advertising. I was not interested in that. Very much interested in uh, you know pay-per-click itself. So when I uh, you know as you're anybody's looking for a job, they're applying everywhere. I got. Hey, Amazon PPC, that's interesting. So I started doing some research. And it was very interesting because there you can track your return on ad spend, you can track conversion rates, which is super hard. It's very low on any meta ads, TikTok ads, you know, any kind of brand awareness app. So it got me intrigued. I started learning, and now I am all about e-commerce. I do not want to look into social media as much as I want to invest or recommend. Uh, you know, Amazon pay-per-click and Amazon DSP to any of the clients. Social media is there just to you know, boost your e-commerce. So now I'm totally about e-commerce. By the way, 
what I learned, this is a while ago, Nepal is the only country in the world that has um, an index that the government measures for happiness. So when there is a new legislation mm-hmm. or they just pass the legislation, they very carefully track this happiness index because they care about the people's happiness. Uh, is that true? No. <laughs> it's not. I don't know who tracks it, but I'm sure not the government. The government is all about... But there is a happiness index. I don't know. I have, I'm not sure about the happiness, but I know the peaceful index. So Nepal is one of the most peaceful countries. So we rank very high on it. Happiness, I think, comes because of the peace. Yes, yes. But I can tell you that data is... Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that yeah. I... You know, respectfully, I think happiness brings peace. I agree. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. I agree. Because I, I read this book called Happiness Advantage that I recommend everybody by a gentleman called Sean Aker. So he starts the book by saying that in the old days, when everybody thought, the world was flat. Um, then fast forward a little bit that they thought that the whole universe, the world was in the center of the universe and everything revolved around the the earth until Copernicus. When he came along and, and invented the telescope, it turned out it was exactly the opposite. It was the sun that everything else revolved around. So his analogy is very simple. Everything in life, success, money, you know, love, whatever, all revolves around happiness. So his point is, you just need to be naturally happy. But because of the kind of lives we live, we get wrapped up in all kinds of stuff. And we're never happy because we index our happiness to our goals. And when you achieve the goal, by the time you achieve, there is another goal. So you yes. never enjoy the achievement. So therefore, you're never happy. So he says uh, that you need to flip it. So happiness is in the center of everything. That's why I say happiness may bring peace. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I can say based on my experience, because I'm from that country, and if you're talking about just Nepal, it's peaceful but people are not really happy really? That's all I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get into hot waters with the government but they're not happy <laughs> well they're not happy in general or they're not happy with the government they're not happy with the quality of life the opportunity government yeah. well the I mean that's, uh, yeah so they're yeah. not happy with the government so you know yeah. you know this is what I say uh, being not happy with the government is actually a good thing because it encourages you to do something about it. What is yeah. not okay is not happy with the government and you just complain. You don't do anything that's, that doesn't go anywhere. So um, what I want to know is, so you said that you came here to uh, study management, right? Business? Yeah, I came here to study hospitality management, but then I moved into marketing, which was my uh, greater interest. And did you, growing up as a kid, 
were you interested in marketing or numbers or anything like that? I wasn't interested in numbers, but marketing was definitely something, you know, somewhere inside of me was very interesting because you would see marketing everywhere, right? No matter what planet you're on, um, you know, in the earth, any country, you see some kind of marketing. And it's very intriguing because every brand tries to capture your attention. And especially in 2023 and moving forward, there's marketing everywhere. But then the best part was all the call-outs, right? You know, hey, this Coke, you know, brings families together or brings you happiness. All of these, you know, special quotes was something that really attracted me into marketing. And as I started marketing in my bachelor's, uh, just one subject that was the, the hook for me was wants and needs. The differentiation of wants and needs still sticks to me to, to this date. And that's what I always apply as a foundation to any marketing strategy that I develop. If it's a, you know, the product that you're advertising, is it a need or is it a want? Then you base your strategies based on that. So this is a very uh, true statement. So as far as, so you're talking about marketing. And then there's the sales component, right? Mm -hmm. So marketing comes together with sales. But in order to sell, sell, you have to be able to separate the wants and the needs. Yeah. And people don't care about their needs. You sell them the wants mm -hmm. and you give them the needs. Yeah. And of course, in order to sell what they want, you highlight the benefits. Mm -hmm. So this ultimately, you know where I use this? Storyboarding the images and the A+. Because yep. that's why listing features and benefits, it doesn't work. Who cares about the features? That's what people need, but they're not interested in what they need. They right. want what they want. They want what they want because of the, the benefit that they're going to receive. So it's the benefits and the wants. That's what needs to make up your content mostly. I think a pricing strategy also affects. So if it's a want, people who really want it are willing to spend more. Right, exactly. Exactly. So you can sell a premium product, you can you know show why this is worth your money and people will pay. Yeah, exactly. Well, great conversation. Definitely something that uh, I myself will do. In fact, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, we've got a SaaS platform. I'm going to see if we can incorporate this kind of uh, data consolidation so that mm -hmm. it will be at your fingertips. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, Ankit. So tell us, how can people uh, reach you? Um, people can uh, easily reach me through LinkedIn. I get a lot of messages from there. Uh, so if you go find Ankit Gomer on LinkedIn, I should show up. If not, if you want to reach me by email, ankitgomer0 at gmail.com, you can easily message me and then you know, ask any questions. I'll be happy to help anybody who's looking to dive more into search query performance or anything regarding UPC. Great. Thank you, Ankit. Thank you. This was excellent conversation, and I'm sure people will take advantage of it. Thank you again. Yep. Thank you. Before you go, make sure to sign up with Arti 
and claim your lost revenue. Visit www.getarty.com forward slash legends to register. You will get one month free and experience Arty's features. Sign up now at www.getarty.com forward slash legends. Also, say goodbye to your cash flow problems and claim your extra $1,500 when you qualify for $25,000 or more in funding. Go to www.runviably.com forward slash legends and start your application today. Thank you. And uh, this brings us to the end of another episode. And I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the episode and share it with someone you think would benefit from it too.